0: Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. Thank you for tuning in to another Terrific Tips for Business podcast. Why terrific tips? Because I'm Terry, and you can't spell terrific without Terry. Today we have an, a, an awesome, awesome visitor with us. And her name is Carolyn Bird. And she she's just incredible. So I've recently connected with her through Facebook groups. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're not in Facebook groups, you're seriously missing out get yourself plugged into Facebook groups because there are amazing people there. Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. So Carolyn has completed her master's degree in IO psychology from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, which first of all, wow, um, mm-hmm. she's probably psychoanalyzing me right now while I'm introducing <laughs> her, <and> that's Okay. <laughs> She graduated from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. And for those of you who don't know our beautiful UNCG space, the campus is amazing. The psychology department is even more so. And so she got her bachelor of science degree in developmental psychology there and her bachelor of arts degree in Spanish there. So she can go do psychology in Spain or Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just bring me with you. Okay, Carolyn, I want to be a stoic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> During her undergraduate studies, she worked in several psychology research labs and managed a local wellness center. Realizing her desire to help others lay outside the academic field, she enrolled in massage therapy certification program at Natural Touch School of Massage Therapy and the Integral Yoga Teacher Training Program, graduating from both in 2007. She continues her quest for knowledge by comp- completing specialized massage classes. And, guys, I've never even heard of these before, but I believe that these are some amazing classes that she's <laughs> taken, which means she can help with a lot of things. But some of her classes include INMT, CST, NRT, myofascial release, lymphatic drainage, Reiki, reflexology and Hot Stone Massage. Now I'm familiar with the last three. Those ones are amazing.
1: (laughs) Others are as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is a self-proclaimed yoga junkie, and she continues to deepen her knowledge and practice of yoga and meditation by taking classes and workshops with diverse group of instructors in a variety of styles. That sounds like a lot of fun. What a great way to add adventure into your life. It is. Carolyn is passionate about what she does and believes education and community are keys to optimal health care. In order to provide quality treatment plans and therapy sessions, over the last 10 years, she has collaborated with some of the Triangle's top physical and massage therapists. That's right, guys. She's in Raleigh-Durham area. So if you are in the Triangle, you want to connect with Ms. Carolyn. She works with medical doctors, chiropractors, and surgeons, and works alongside personal trainers, coaches, and healthcare aides. Those are some tough opportunities and professions to work alongside, and she has had the honor of serving and working with such a diverse population of clients in age and ability and state of health. And she holds some immense gratitude for these practitioners and these clients for the experiences that have helped her gain insight and the ability to provide for her current and future clients with some dynamic and individualized custom care treatments. What an amazing, amazing opportunity to have you on the show. I just love having people who have such a diverse background. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So you went from being in psychology, studying the brain and how our brain works to transitioning into the physical space. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: Sure. So um, as you noted, my initial interest was in psychology. And as I navigated through that degree, um, I realized I was also pre-med, finished those requirements. so. I already had a holistic perspective of health even before deciding to switch to massage therapy. Um, so I completed my uh, psychology degree and uh, pre-med requirements and Spanish and um, then shadowed a few doctors and realized that what I was doing with my massage therapy practice was what I wanted to be doing. Um, there is wonderful literature coming out about the effects of massage therapy and body work, not only on the body, but also the mental state. So uh, my thesis for my honors program at Gil- or excuse me, UNCG um, was actually on state and trait anxiety and uh, the effects of yoga. So we saw a significant decrease in uh, state and trait anxiety by attending two yoga classes a week. Now, um, that was never published, but it was, uh, you know, my my thesis for that um, program. And, um, you know, that information has been validated and replicated since that time. That was almost 15 years ago. So, um, alongside managing the wellness center that was just across the street from um, Guilford, there, uh, I saw the effect that body work and yoga and these um, preventative healing modalities could have. And I decided that that was really where I wanted to be. And um, adopt the holistic perspective um, I've since gone on to also get my um, coaching license and I've done some spe- specialty programs in hormone and gut um, health so as you know, there's a huge uh, connection between our get- gut health and our mental health so and then from that our horm- hormones so it's all it's all wrapped up there and um, one of my favorite labs that I worked with at, in UNCG was um, development of psychobiology. And I was lucky enough to work under a professor who was one of the leading minds in the epigenetic theory. So this is the thought that you are the product of your internal and your external environments from the point of conception forward. And if that didn't just blow my mind <laughs> and really um, underline the importance of massage and these preventative experiential treatments, I, I don't know what else did. Um, there, there's a, a pivotal moment in one of the classes where I asked if massage uh, could be used as a supplementary therapy to uh, some of the um, you know, mental health uh, issues, um, diagnoses. And my professor sort of looked at me and was like, well, why not? And it was just this, this moment that um, it's really a larger picture. Uh, therapy has its place, uh, psychiatry has its place, Western medicines has its place, but health is larger than that. So I've had fun you know, exploring what that is and how it all connects together.
0: How cool is that to just like totally have your mind blown like that and in, in, in moments light bulb and you're like, and now I know what I need to do. Like direction all of a sudden just here's
1: the path. Yes. It, it, it was a complete mind shift in a moment because I had already started to, that was at the end of the year. I'd already started to question medical school. I had applications ready. I had, you know, gotten things figured out and then it was just like, oh, after shadowing some doctors and they were excellent. It was not a reflection of them or their work, but it just was not the right environment for me where I needed to be.
0: Yeah. That is interesting. So have you found in the time that you've been out and practicing, what sort of things have you found that has been like the most beneficial being out on your own versus probably being in a a more medical rigid Western medicine
1: space. Sure. So um, I am in, you know, what you'd call private practice. I do not take insurance, um, and you know, it's a whole nother conversation. Although I think it's great, a great tool. Again, um, the best, some of the best things is really building your referral and network community, and meeting with people who see the value in what you're doing, who are open to those conversations, and who will also you know, refer you to um, clients who may be interested in what you're doing or just other people who are interested. So continuing the conversation, um, whether it's for the purpose of building your client base or just educating about your platform or your message. Um, I am very much an introvert, and networking was very awkward for a long time until I really started to find my voice. And uh, people want to hear what you have to say. And finding the people who are genuinely interested, I think, is huge. And it's really about building those deep connections. It's been fantastic.
0: Awesome. So, would you say being an introvert, trying to do the networking stuff, was probably one of your biggest challenges as you were getting started in your pra- private
1: practice? I think so, um, especially I feel like there's a misconception about what networking is and um, my background is not in business. It's not in marketing. So it was like, Oh, you know, exposure, exposure, exposure. And again, a mindset shift into no, be intentional about who you're speaking with, intentional about where you're showing up, intentional about the conversations you're having. And that's not to, you know, blow off anybody else, but to really, um, you know, go in with a clear vision of what you're trying to cultivate and who you're trying to connect with.
0: Absolutely. So through that process, tell us some of the things that helped you kind of arrive at that, like knowing that you needed to have an intention. And then how has that kind of shaped your networking going forward?
1: Sure. Um, Gosh, the intention was for me, uh, a way to build some structure in sort of the what I find can be overwhelming, you know, networking. Um, and that just helped me have a guide of like, okay, I'd like to talk to three people who are in these um, industries. Or, you know, right now I'm really interested in speaking to someone in marketing. So, you know, I'm going to focus on you know, asking referrals for a marketing person. So really becoming clear in what I needed and, but also what I was offering. Um, And that even, you know, scribbling down in the car in the parking lot right before I would go in, like, okay, this is, this is what I'm setting out to do. Um, And it helps me keep that focus.
0: Sure. I love that you mentioned that because in all of the conversations that we've had on the show, nobody's really talked about networking and the value of building a network or how challenging that can be for people if they've never done it before. And I know there are people who are listening. I had somebody on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that'll be released soon that was just flabbergasted about being on the video camera and doing the networking thing. And it just is totally, totally overwhelming. So having some intention, some structure, some plan to make it effective for you and to help you stay calm and stay focused really does help move that needle the most.
1: The other thing that was wonderful, um, and so I own a wellness center now, and there's uh, five other practitioners here. And like myself, their studies were not in marketing or networking, you know, business even. And so that jump And the expectation, like we know, our services are wanted, but bridging that gap between the two is very challenging. And so, even when I sign people into the space, uh, you know, I have that conversation, and they're always invited along. They're always, you know, invited to join the Facebook groups, the the networking um, in the area, because I know how hard that is, Um, and it's not. Yeah, you know, it, it, judging people, um, who are very successful where they are now, you don't see the struggle. You don't see the years that they had to build. And so you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong. Like, uh, um, so really just softening that process and making it a little bit more like, well, this is just sort of innately awkward. Like, um, you know, when would you walk into a room and be like, hi, <laughs> uh, anywhere else, but, there's a a cadence to it and again with the structure. So it's actually been sort of fun to help, help them find their feet with that. Awesome.
0: Have you found, um, specific either Facebook groups or networking groups in your area that have been most effective for you or that you enjoy the most?
1: Absolutely. So I am a member of a BNI group here in Cary. Um, we are meeting via Zoom right now, but um, they have been invaluable. I really enjoy them, and that's been neat because they are cross industry. They hold a seat, so there's real estate agents, there's uh, other coaches, um, gosh, a contractor, a mortgage lender. You know, things that really have nothing to do with my industry, but um, understanding how you can build those networks uh, and relationships, um, has been invaluable. So that's one. The other one that I'm involved in, there's a wonderful Facebook group called the networking women of the triangle. And I believe the founders have grown it to be over 25,000 members now, but it has been a phenomenal resource and they actually have breakout chapters where you can, um, it's, it's similar to a BNI model, if you're familiar with that, where it is seat-specific, but there's a little bit more of a loose concept, um, and it's women only, so that's nice. There, I, I do believe there are some um, challenges women face in the workplace, um, and so we can connect about that. Um, So that's been a wonderful resource as well. There's also the Women in Networking, WEN, Haley Gray leads that. And that's global, has been grown to be. Mm. Um, And uh, Triangle Women in Business. It's a rather new group, but it's also been a wonderful place to connect. And just, you know, you learn through other people's experiences and struggles and questions. And so, you know, observing that and then, um, you know, building those relationships there.
0: Absolutely. Well, it is all about how can we learn from others? What are they doing different? And being involved in those other networks gives you a larger network yourself of people that you can help connect. And I'm a big proponent of BNI. I am an ex BNIer myself. I love. The concept some of my best friends were in BNI or are in BNI. Um, the fact that they have an international platform that allows a small business to connect across every city and every country throughout the entire world is really an incredible tool to have, especially if you're a business owner who isn't limited by your physical location in terms Correct. of what you serve.
1: And- they also have a phenomenal platform of podcasts and um blogs that you can, um BNI University and like mini courses you can take. So it's been an incredible resource, especially during the downtime. It's been a really fun well I'm not gonna say fun, but it's been really resourceful. Like, I, I won't tell Ivan, it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it awesome. is a great time. I mean, during the downtime, during the time in in this COVID stuff that's going on during 2020, you know, taking that time away from the day-to-day grind that we find ourselves in to get plugged into other resources, to learn a skill that we didn't have. So you've mentioned not having that business background. BNI is probably a great place to get some of that business knowledge that you otherwise wouldn't have.
1: It has been. Um, I've also invested in a coach, a business coach, and that's been really uh, gosh, I almost want to say life-saving for the business sometimes because in 2019 I was sole proprietor working out of a leased space, and we were given um, 90 days notice that the building was being sold, and we needed to find new space. Well, this wellness center has been a dream of mine for over a decade, and um, the the stars lined up for lack of a better word. And we were able to find pretty much my dream space within the week. Um, However, that put a huge demand on learning how to manage tenants, learning about contracts, learning about how to market for, to fill those spaces. And then also, and this is where the IO psych degree comes in because it's it's somewhat a business related degree. that you know how do we merge uh, the practitioners in a collaborative way and how do we lift up and keep the organization and workplace morale uh, positive? So um, that was a real like hit the ground running, um, but the business coach was a fantastic investment. And um, if someone is you know, wanting to take that next leap and really expand, I would, I would highly recommend. Uh, working with someone.
0: Yeah.
1: Having a coach, I think is really
0: critical to the success of anything really. I'm a life coach, business coach, marketing coach, I think um, having those coaches in your corner to help hold your feet to the fire, give you some accountability, but also help answer your questions or help you figure out what questions you even need to be asking. Sometimes we ask the wrong ones. Yeah. So great. I highly recommend everybody get a coach. Even if you are a coach, you should have a coach. If you're a coach and you don't have a coach, then I'm not going to coach with you. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. So you, you have this space. I mean, this happened in a pretty short period of time. So talk to us about that experience. What's some of the lessons that came out of like that really quick,
1: getting your Um. feet under you. Yeah, so the last year and a half has been a whirlwind, um, and it has been, um, you know, the the fable about the tortoise and the hare. You think that you're the hare, and you've got all of your plans lined up, and then all of a sudden, uh, reality hits, and things aren't falling into order, and there are oftentimes things you have no control over. Um, so... You know, we had to interview and vets many practitioners before we found the right fit. And that became frustrating because my practice was having to support the entire space. So, yeah, um, you know, then, it, you know, just the logistics of how you envision things lining up and how they actually do. Again, there's a gap between them. And uh, then you become the tortoise and you're like, you know what, if I can just get an hour of this awful back work done today, um, you yeah, know that will be some type of progress. At least we're moving forward. And then, as we mentioned, just really um, having to be very comfortable with being uncomfortable and admitting that I had no idea what I was doing. I had amazing resources. I had amazing mentors. A wonderful coach. And so I trust. I had trust in myself and the process. But um, I remember someone said to post on LoopNet to help with exposure for filling the spaces. Well, if you go to LoopNet or CoStar, it's really marketed towards commercial realtors. Yeah, and so here I am, you know, totally felt like a fish out of water, not my industry, but um, you know, in hindsight, it was just one more moment of taking a deep breath, plunging in, moving through, and then allowing grace for yourself because you're going to mess up. <laughs>
0: Ooh, grace is such an important piece, giving yourself that grace. But I imagine your BNI network was able to come in and help you a bit.
1: I do not believe I would have made it through the first year without my BNI network. Um, mm-hmm. I joined that network concurrently with the, at the same time as um, opening the space. And they were so amazing in being so supportive. And even when you you have to stand up and give the 60 seconds and that was so daunting at that time. And they, there's just this level of acceptance and they know everyone's been there and they want to hear what you have to say because they're invested. I'm lucky. I'm in a very good BNI. Um, they're very invested in the relationship and helping support you. Um, the giver's gain philosophy is at the root of ours. So uh, it was, it was, I was lucky to be where I was with that group and um, yeah, they, they were great. Good support, good resources. Like we said.
0: Sure. Um, being able to leverage a network helps when you're going through a transition like that where you find yourself in a physical location or you're opening a new practice or whatever it might be because you you all of a sudden go from being on a desert island all by yourself to you're, you might be on your own island because you're in your own industry, but right offshore is a buoy and a ship and somebody else and they all have similar resources to help you in different capacities. And so being able to go to them and be like, Hey, so Mr. Attorney who's in my group, I need new contracts. And I don't know what I'm doing. Absolutely. Uh, And the attorney could be like, well, let's have a conversation about what you need. And now they're willing to have that conversation, not because they're necessarily going to make money off of you, but because they want to help you succeed. They want to see that success.
1: And I, the, the, really powerful uh, message that was underlined in that. Again, they work from abundance mindset and givers gain mentality. Um, And I have been a massage therapist for 13 years. So 11 and some when I opened the space. And at that time I'd really worked, um, you had worked in different offices, chiropractor, PT, um, but had been inter massage industry. And that Um, you run into a lot of people who don't work from the abundance mindset. And so there's that, that competition. And, um, I don't tend to move from that space, even inter massage industry. Like if I'm not the right massage therapist, I will gladly refer somebody over. Like they need to get the best fit for them. Um, But this mindset was fully embraced and practiced in the BNI. And I think that is what made that group and BNI in general, because I find that mentality in a lot of the groups just to to the next level. Um, And the absolute authenticity of wanting to lift people up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's core too. So when we're talking about the psychology of people and how our brains and our bodies interact with each other and how every influence or every life situation that happens, like you had referenced earlier, has an impact on your ability to deal with the next thing or your ability to deal with illness or physical challenges. Um, If we look at how our brain and body connect, it's, it's how we actually connect with everything else in our planet too, how we interact and connect with others. So I love this. I love the synergy here that I'm finding. I'm like all oh, excited.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um,
0: so talk to us a little bit about the, the power of having that network that you have that you can tap into. It's kind of like having your body operate in every way that it's supposed to and the power. Cause you had mentioned your gut health and your brain and how they're connected. Let's, Let's kind of tie those pieces together. Let's elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Sure. So um, one of the key tenants that I see not only um, and try to work with a lot with uh, my coaching clients, uh, no matter what they're addressing and, um, you know, even my massage clients and also in business is this concept of balance. Um, you know, the hair back to the tortoise and hair analogy, he's going to burn out and, um, you know then he needs the nap, right that keeps him from winning the race so we can't we have to keep that balance and even though we may not be hitting the milestones that we want to um broaden the perspective shift the mindset shift some habits and see what we've learned and see if um if we're not meeting a milestone because maybe there's another area that needs to be focused on mm-hmm. same with health um, You know, I have coached alongside uh, some functional medicine doctors, uh, people who are trying to improve um, their chances for fertility or weight loss, excuse me. This can even be financial goals. Um, And the we have, you know, emotional connections with so many things. And so all of a sudden they'd say, well, you know, I spent $50 on a really nice, um, dinner the other night. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, what was that in the plan? No. So what happened there? And it's okay. Well, you're 50, dollars $50 away from, uh, your goal for this emotional reading uh, from, hmm, excuse me, for this emotional reason and similar with you know losing weight or trying to work with the diet for um affecting hormone change so you know why why are we engaging in behaviors that are opposite from the goal and when we can objectively um be aware of the emotional drivers and then be able to create a little bit of habit change around it i think that's where you really see the big shift but that coming back to balance, you really do have, it's like juggling the stack of plates like the waiters do, you, you know, they can't be all wapajad um, and then expect to get to the table. Um, yeah. <laughs> Without falling on somebody. Right, right. right. So, um, so many analogies there. Um, so you have to make sure that even though you're gung-ho about your business, that your financial life is, you know, rock and solid. You can't really go too far if your finances aren't in order. You need to reinvest in yourself. Holy cow. Self-care as an entrepreneur is one of, I think, one of the biggest things I talk to with some of my clients who are entrepreneurs. Pour into yourself in order to give other people. You can't show up if your glass is empty. Mm -hmm. Um, So just being aware of what you need, how you want to feel, and what keeps you going and balanced. And it's the same for the business. If you think of a business as an organism, you have to take care of all of its elements of health as well. So keeping the balance there um, will keep you from running out of energy Uh, whether it's financial energy or, you know, your networking piece falls by, so you're not getting referrals. Um, You know, the different elements there, your marketing, keeping the marketing going, because that's important as well. So it's, it's a lot to balance, but that balance is so important for self and for business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Is there, have you found a tip or series of habits that have helped serve you in keeping that balance for your business?
1: That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think flexibility is really, has been very, very important, um, and observing the pause, which is sort of a mindfulness tip that I use myself with others, um, and especially during the last six months when we're—I mean, what what isn't happening right now, right? So, uh, and that's stressful no matter which way you look at it. But again, embracing that objectivity and understanding that just outside, I can go for a walk. And hopefully where you are too, you know, nothing's on fire. Nothing is truly burning down. And so while it is important to show up for yourself and others, the community, the world, taking that piece and observing that pause and checking in with yourself um, and the same with the business. So um, I saw a lot and I felt the same anxieties about, gosh, you know, I had to, I had to shut down my business for almost three months. like doors closed. Can't see anybody. I had, I was finishing up with two clients, uh, coaching clients Mm -hmm. and that, but they prepaid. So there was no money coming in. So, but again, taking that pause and whether I needed to journal or if I needed, if I felt better and in control to go, uh, Google, like, you know what's going on with the mortgage. What's going on with utilities? Like, and then to also have those conversations with my practitioners who lease the space here. And how can I serve them? But to really um, take some action and then step away, because if you get too absorbed into it, that's when you get overwhelmed. That's when your fight or flight kicks in. That's when you shut down, and that's when you're not effective. Um, so whether it's within yourself or with, you know, operating the business, um, observing that pause and then embracing that flexibility, that grace that things aren't going to turn out hundred percent how you planned. Uh, but there's still a lot of really, you know, awesome things that are happening and small wins, you know, absolutely small wins celebrate them.
0: Those are some great tips. Um, really taking that time to, appreciate that, okay, things aren't going how I want. Let me step back. Let me reanalyze what I'm trying to accomplish and let me see if there's another way. Um, my mom always used to say, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Um, so, if the cat in this analogy, because that's really sad, and you don't want to do that, um, <laughs> the cat in this analogy would be your business, or would be your health, or whatever it might be. Um, there's a thousand ways to do it. There's a million and one ways to market your business. Are all of them going to be what you need to do for your business? No. They're not. Right. So figuring out which ones make the most sense for you. And sometimes it's, let me throw this against the wall and see what happens. Nothing Mm -hmm. stuck. Okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Let's try again, (laughs) you know, and do something different. And so being able to ask yourself the hard questions about what are your goals? So you had made a point about somebody who's on a weight loss journey, maybe. Um, they went out and they, they spent some money and they ended up getting themselves an ice cream cone. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be able to have ice cream from time to time, but that's kind of running counterintuitive to what you're trying to accomplish. So why did you do that? Sure. And really being able to ask yourself that question.
1: And so the singular ice cream cone is fine. It's when it becomes that habit. The
0: tub of the ice okay.
1: cream that's the problem. <laughs> I, my go-to food is um, pizza. Holy cow. And a couple of weeks ago, I ate like three or four pizzas in a week. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? And so that, you know, uh, when I realized it, I was like, okay, time to, to take that pause and check in. Um, and sure enough, it was an overly stressful week. There was a lot going on. And that was how I was seeking food comfort at the time so I was like okay but this actually isn't making me feel all that good um it makes me feel really sleepy so uh you know let let's get back to my regular you know 80 20 where 80 percent of it's just really awesome you know whole foods um and you know pizza can can be dialed back a bit but yeah it's picking up on those patterns that we start to Uh, lean into when we're stressed or when things are uncertain and there's no judgment around it that's I think that's a big misconception is that it's just it really is just it's just information it's like oh I'm doing that again Um, I'm gonna just shift back over here
0: yeah and not shit on yourself but shift
1: yes yes
0: Shift. That's important. And and having that self-awareness. So being able to ask yourself some of those questions and, and being aware enough to ask yourself those questions. So you mm-hmm. were aware enough to go, wait a minute, that's an abnormally large number of pizzas I've had this week. What's going <laughs> I on?
1: I enjoyed every bite. not going <laughs> to I am
0: sure I have no doubt and I've had I've had weeks like that too and then you're like okay detox no pizza for the next month like I've had my month's worth of pizza that's this really week okay. we that's have it to back on track yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Carolyn, this has been amazing. I know we can probably keep talking for hours. Um, both having the Guilford background is like two peas yeah. in a pod. You're like finding your sister from I somewhere know. else.
1: That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> so fun. Um, so I really appreciate all of the insights and great tips and advice that you've given to the listening audience about networking and Balancing their business and keeping in mind that everything that happens to them Affects the next thing that's going to happen to them. It it all plays a role. So we need to address those things that Maybe are uncomfortable that maybe are painful We need to address them because those things could be the thing that's holding you back from whatever you're trying to accomplish so seeing them hearing them, feeling them, acknowledging them, and then being able to find the way to move past them is going to be the key to success. And so I appreciate you sharing that tip with everybody.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking with you. And yeah, it's always fun to find somebody who's a fellow, fellow Guilfordian, Guilfordite, whatever, whatever (laughs) we are.
0: Um, Something like that. Yeah. so what's going to be the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Because my intention is that this podcast is going to get enough attention that there's going to be people in your neck of the woods that want to connect with you.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I, you know, can be reached at Carolyn at Carrie integrativehealth.com. Or you can give me a call 919-651-0038. Um, either one of those you know, is direct line to me. Um, our website is www.kerryintegrativehealth.com. So if you are not quite ready to shoot the email out or make the call, you can just take a peek at our website, learn more about our practitioners, about our vision, and then again, more about my personal practice and mission.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I hope those of you that were listening took some good notes and, and are going to get in touch with Miss Carolyn. Cause I think her and her team over there at the integrative health center really have some unique and alternative solutions to help you move past whatever's holding you back.
1: Yes. Oh yes. I love working with people who are stuck um, with my coaching clients. So if that's you get in touch. <laughs> Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Terrific Tips podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Have a great afternoon. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs. That's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S at Facebook and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes.